for joining us at Brothers of the Word because, brother, you need the word. Amen. And today we're going to continue on with the final part of a series that I started a while back, Conquering Your Trouble. This is actually part three. Amen. How many of you are still conquering your troubles? How many of you, God is still moving in your life and conquering your troubles for you? Amen. On last time, we talked about conquering your trouble and reestablishing God's plan. And we covered some benefits to doing so. The first benefit was blessings. When we conquer our trouble and reestablish God's plan in our lives, we receive blessings. When we do God's will, we receive blessings. Blessings are always what we expect, but they are what God desires for us. We also receive eternal life. When we conquer our troubles, we receive eternal life or salvation. Amen. Salvation is the key. There's joy in conquering your troubles. Amen. You can smile, you can smile and keep a good Kool-Aid smile on your face when you're conquering your troubles. You can sleep good at night when you're paying your bills and you don't have to worry about some of the things that we worry about from day to day. Amen. Amen. There's hope in conquering your troubles. When you can conquer your troubles and you know God is on your side, you got hope. You don't have to worry about some of the things that we worry about. There's love when you conquer your troubles. How many of you have love in your heart? Amen. If you if you got Jesus in your heart, you got love, right? Amen. But we can have the, that agape love, that God kind of love for our brother and for our neighbor, for our family, for our husbands, for our wives. Amen. Sometimes it's hard to love your own wife or your own husband. But God said, in spite of love, even your enemies. Amen. We have to soul win. That's the great commission. To go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Oh, you know the word. Amen. But we have been commissioned to go out and soul win. That's what Jesus desired for us when he left this earth. Amen. And finally, we receive faith. Our faith is built. Amen. And part three, that's what we're going to deal with. Conquering your trouble. Building your faith. Amen. How many of you know that you got to have faith to do anything? Now, faith without works is dead, but you got to be able to believe, first of all, if you don't even believe, you might, you're might you already doomed. Our text this evening will be coming from Matthew 21st chapter, 18th through the 22nd verse, and also Matthew 17th chapter and the 20th verse. Amen. Matthew 21, 18 through 22. And it reads, Now in the morning, as he returned to the city, he was hungry. And seeing a fig tree by the road, he came to it. And we're speaking about Jesus right now. We're talking about Jesus was hungry. And seeing a fig tree by the road, he came to it and found nothing on it but leaves. And Jesus said to it, let no fruit grow on you ever again. Immediately, the fig tree withered away. And when the disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, how did the fig tree wither away so soon? So Jesus answered and said to them, assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but also if you say to this mountain, be removed and cast and be cast into the sea, it will be done. And whatever things you ask in prayer, believing you will receive. Let's change that word. And whatever things you ask in prayer, let's change believing in faith. You will receive Amen. chapter 18 or 17. I'm sorry at 20th verse. And it reads, so Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, for surely I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. Let's go back up. So Jesus said to them, because of your lack of faith, see how that works. Belief, faith works 
hand in hand. Because of your lack of faith, for surely I say to you, if you have faith, amen, means the same thing. You have to be able to believe in order to have faith. Amen. The gift of faith is exclusive to mankind. How many of you know that? Mankind is the only creature that God created who can believe. We are the only beings on this earth that can have faith. We can believe in something. Amen. The Bible teaches that faith is a belief. It's a complete trust and assurance confidence. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Jesus said as an act of faith in John the 14th chapter, that first verse he was talking about faith. Faith accomplishes eternal life. Amen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe on him shall not perish but have everlasting life. For whosoever had faith in Jesus Christ should have everlasting life. It just takes a little bit of faith. Look at your name and say just a little bit of faith. Just a mustard of faith can move mountains. In the book of Hebrews, the 11th chapter, amen, let's let's turn there real quick. That 11th chapter, beginning at the first verse, amen, it talks about the faith. Faith as a substance of things hoped for. Evidence. How many of you need some evidence? See, we have to have faith to bring the thing to pass. If you believe in something so, so wholeheartedly, it surely will come to pass. If it's of God, it will come to pass. If it's something that God desires for your life, it will surely come to pass. See, we got blessings. Sometimes we got blessings. I spoke about this last time. We got blessings that depends on our faith. God wants to release blessing after blessing after blessing. But if our faith is not where it needs to be. Now, keep in mind, he said, all you need is a grain of a mustard seed type faith to move a mountain. So he's not saying you need this much. You just need a little tidbit, just a tidbit. But Hebrews, the 11th chapter, talks about faith as being the substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. Amen. And, 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 and it was talked about by the elders, having good testimony, being able to, to testify the faith that that the elders had, that able type faith, that able type faith that in, in the Garden of Eden when they got kicked out and, 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 and Adam had Adam and Eve had Abel and Cain and, and they had other children, but Abel and Cain and Abel was a faith, a God-fearing man, and he had faith. Cain didn't have any faith. If Cain couldn't see it, he didn't want to do it. If it wasn't easy for him, he didn't want to do it. It talks about in the book of Hebrew, Enoch having so much faith that he didn't even die. He was translated. It talks about in Hebrew about Noah in the ark, believing on something that hadn't even been seen before. What was rain? Rain didn't even exist in their minds. They hadn't never seen rain. But he believed on what God said. He had faith enough to believe that if God said it, it was going to happen. How many of you would build an ark? How many of you would, how many of you would go out and, and Stand on the street corner and preach God's word of God till you do it. Not even talking about an ark, but just go witness to somebody. How many of you would go witness to your neighbor at work if God told you to do it? See, sometimes we have to realize when God tells us to do something, it's more, it's bigger than us. It's a whole lot bigger than us. There was a person that I witnessed to a while back, didn't know it at the time, but they were contemplating suicide. And God had me to just go up and hug them and, and tell them. I knew the person, they were in the, at the church and I knew them. And he just had me to go up and hug them and tell them it was going to be all right. And they broke down and start crying immediately. Tears start rolling out on their face and, 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 they, and they just start crying out and they wouldn't let me go. I was about five minutes later, I was looking at my watch trying to figure out when they were going to let me go. And they were still holding on tight and they were still crying and weeping. And, and by the time I realized that my whole shirt, half my shirt was wet because they needed to cleanse. They needed that cleanse, that crying, that release. And see, just because I was obedient and because I did what God told me to do, that probably saved a man's life. See, if I hadn't did what God told me to do when he went home and, and took his own life, then that would have been on me. 
because I didn't do my part. But we have to have faith, not just for ourselves, but for other people to build their faith. That's a part of the Great Commission. That's, it's, it's not all about just all about salvation and getting people saved, but you've got to get them to believe, first of all, in the way you live, in the walk you, make, the walk, you walk, the talk you talk. You can't say anything Monday through Friday and Monday through Saturday and then come to church and say, hey, sister, daughter, how you doing? Because everybody, somebody hurts you. Somebody knows somebody that knows somebody that knows you. I don't care where you go. I was walking in my, I was driving around in my subdivision the other day and I saw somebody I, I worked with or, or, or made an acquaintance with that when I was working down at State Capitol. Small world. Out of all the counties in the metropolitan area alone, they live in my subdivision. Now, what if I had been talking nasty and, and talking crazy at work and then, and then they find out I'm at the Ark of Salvation and they live right down the street from me? Or if I'm coming home and I'm shooting out in my yard and drinking and carrying on and cussing in my yard and they ride by and say, that man goes to the Ark. That wouldn't be good, would it? Amen. But see, faith accomplishes a t- eternal life. And this scripture here, for God so loved the world. I keep going back to it. That he gave his only son. God gave Jesus for us. And all we had to do is just have faith and believe that he died for our sins. There was another man, and I watched the movie uh, probably for the thousandth time. The Ten Commandments. It comes on every Easter, right before Easter or right before Resurrection Sunday every year. And I watch, sit there and watch it every year like I hadn't seen it before. But no, But Moses was a man of faith. How many of you would, would deny your birthright knowing that you were being proclaimed as the, probably the next pharaoh of Egypt? The pharaoh looked at him more so than he looked at Ramses, his own son. But he denied it. He, 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 he sought out to God. He sought out to Jesus. Gave up all of that gold and all that silver and, and, and went out in the wilderness. Lived out in the wilderness for the rest of his life. Died in the wilderness. Didn't even make it to Canaan land, to the promised land. Amen. But let's get back to our text. Um, throughout the book of Matthew, there were many tests of faith. Jesus several times became disappointed with his disciples. The closest ones to him, the 12 disciples, he was disappointed with them. I can see Jesus probably waking up every day upset with them for something they didn't do. It's just like us here. It's something that our kids don't do every day that we got to remind them. Did you take out the trash? Did you wash the dishes? My son on yesterday decided to grill hot dogs on top of the stove without a boiler, with no water. And I come back in the house, I'm like, what is that smell? And so I asked my oldest son, I said, what is that smell in the house? I don't know. D'Anthony was doing such and such and such. And I, I came in, I was in the bathroom. I said, okay, now, what did you do? Well, I did. I was cooking some hot dogs on the stove. So in my mind, I wasn't thinking, thinking, how in the world did it smell like that? Did you have water in the boiler? Did you? I didn't know all of this other stuff beforehand. I'm thinking, why would it smell like this if you had water in a pot and hot dogs in the stove? It smelled like somebody burnt some charcoal. Just got frustrated. I, I, I had to walk out, and my wife was still outside in the, in the yard. So I said, baby, come here and smell. And she, the first thing she said, what's going on now? So she went in the house. She said, what is that smell? So she went and started asking. She said, which one of them did that? I said, you know, everybody has, every parent has, if they have more than one child, you know. So she said, which, I said, that's our special child now. You know, 
Very smart child. Very smart. Very analytical. But he, she asked. And so I guess because she, she knows, knows him and knows how he is a little bit better than I do sometimes. She said, D, what did you do? I took hot dogs and put them on the stove. Well, that's exactly what he did. He took hot dogs and put them on the electric stove on top of the little grill, the burner. And I'm thinking to myself, well, he told me the truth. He told me exactly what he did. But I'm thinking the whole time that he put it in a pot of some water and it burned it burn up by chance. But he had faith. The point I'm making, he had faith to know that he was going to cook those hot dogs one way or the other. He was going to get them done. So then he said he put them in the microwave. I said, so why, D, why didn't you get, keep cooking them on the stove? I didn't know. I didn't understand. But finally, we got it out. We got the truth out. I just had to shake my head. He's no longer allowed to go in the kitchen when we're not there. <laughs> Amen. But he believed that he could cook those hot dogs on that stove. Amen. He had that blind faith. He knew that one nothing going to happen to him. God was going to keep him safe, even though he cooked those hot dogs on that stove. But sometimes as, as Christians, as children of God, we have that kind of faith. We do things that, that don't make sense. God looks down on us and says, what in the world was he thinking? I know I'm God, but somebody say, man, you know it's right. It's real. I've done some things that I think about after the fact. Why in the world did I do that? I could have lost my leg, could have could have cut my head off, could have did so many things. But God, blind faith. But the Bible tells us that Jesus said to his disciples around verse 20, because of your unbelief or because of your lack of faith. For surely I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. Jesus explained to them that the only way to have that type of faith is to pray and fast. We got to seek after him. How can you build your faith if you never say, good morning, God, I love you? How can God trust you if you never speak to him all day long? We go all day and never speak to God, but soon we stump our toe. Oh, Lord Jesus. I need a healing. But God wants us to have a devotion time and communicate with him. It builds our character. It builds our faith. It builds our love for our father. See, God's going to love us anyhow, in spite of what we don't do, just like we love our children in spite of what they don't do or in spite of what they do. Amen. I see I'm not going to finish because I got sidetracked about those hot dogs. But you get the gist of it. Faith is to walk and talk with God. 2 Corinthians 5 and 7 says, For we walk by faith and not by sight. Matthew, the 21st chapter, 19 verse says, We see that Jesus cursed the fig tree. Somebody said he was kind of mean to the tree. Well, if the tree's not bearing any fruit, cut it down. If it's just being in the way and it's not producing, get rid of it. If there's something in your life that you're holding on to, Get rid of it. If you know it's not good for you, if you're still holding on to that alcohol, if you're still holding on to cigarettes and you know it's not good for you, get rid of it. Now, every alcohol, that's a touchy subject, in moderation. Don't go out and get sloppy drunk. That's not good for you. Get rid of it. Amen? But Jesus did this to, he did this in order to show his disciples true faith. How to have true faith. We must learn how to test our faith. James, the second chapter, 20 verse says, faith without works is dead. Get up every morning and think about something that you want God to do for you and believe on it. Try God. Trust God. Believe in him and see that he will move mountains for you. We must pray and totally trust God that in, he is able to provide for us whatever the obstacle may be. Whatever trials that we are going through, Jesus' disciples did not understand that. They didn't understand the relevance of a fig tree because they asked him how did it wither away so quick. Well, if you with the son of God, do you not believe that God, that Jesus was the son of man and the son of God, uh, I'm sorry, the, 
the son of God, did you not understand when he said it? They couldn't have because they didn't believe how the fig tree withered away so quick. But just believe on him. Build your faith. Amen. There's a prayer I always end with. The prayer for conquering your troubles. And we're going to close this series out. Father God, in the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Ghost, I come to you asking you to forgive me of all my sins and to purify me. I need you to remove my troubles, remove my potholes, reestablish your plan for my life. I pray right now in accordance with your words, ask and it shall be given. Seek and ye shall find not and the door will be open unto me. Right now, God, I take dominion over my life, over my destiny, over my blessings in the name of Jesus. I bind the strong man. I rebuke the curse, generational curses and spoken curses in the name of Jesus. My finances that I have that have been held up in the heavens are released right now. Sickness is released right now. I'm a conqueror. I'm an overcomer. I'm a child of the most high God. I'm taking back my birthright. I'm reclaiming my destiny. I'm reversing the curse that has been placed over my life, over my family's life. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Nothing can separate me from God's love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He restores my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Thou rod, thou staff, you comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Conquering your troubles, building your faith. Amen. If you'd like to hear this message again, I'll send it to a friend absolutely for free. Go to airjesus.com. Click on sermon search number 6306. We thank you again for joining us at Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the word.